And welcome into Villa Capri in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Bob Long and Eric Nash here for Vuvu Soccer. Welcome, everybody, as the United States of America women's national team takes on France. And you heard a little bit behind us there, Eric. Right as we were coming on, USA had a real nice chance along the end line. Uh, A nice play by the French defense. But we are still scoreless here into the 48th minute of play. A nice crowd here in Doylestown to cheer on the women of the United States. You know, it's interesting. You, you watch, if, if you run up at all in the women's soccer internationally, you know, you basically have the U.S., okay, and you have Germany. And you, I thought we had Japan, but I don't know what happened with that. We'll talk about that later. But, you know, France is one of those teams that, you know, they're looking for the, the respect, you know. They're looking, they're, they, they're ranked third by FIFA for the women. So they're, 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 they're no joke, and they're playing very well. In fact, I would say this game right now is a 50-50 game now. The, the 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 U.S. has only lost twice in the last almost two years. Once was in France, two for two France. Okay, so and then they had they, they they got them back and beat them once or twice since then. But the point is, this is a very good team. You know, you have Luisa Nassib, who now has a new last name because she got married. Star of that team. And uh, what are you seeing so far, Bob? Yeah, I know. I, I'm a yeah. Dean Henry is another great player for yes. the French national team. And, you know, those two are, are going to give the United States some problems and have. The other thing I want to talk about is the back four of France. They've been very together so far. Their connection has been, I think, very impressive in the way they've been able to stay together on that line. Including because, number three, that huge wildebeest. Yeah, so what, what is she? What is her name? Uh, well, she, you, she, you said she's the... Uh, what the French version of? No, that's in that Marois, uh Help me, yeah. Fellaini. Fellaini, thank you. That that was that was English Paul, by the way. That English was his, Paul. I got to give him full credit for that. She is the female Fellaini. Fellaini was Bel is Belgium, France, close enough. We'll close enough. We'll yes. do that. English but anyway, she's, one a, of the she's great... a big woman, tall with a big afro. Very interesting. If I got to bet, you know, go with the looks on each side. I think it's a pretty much a toss up. How very impressed with the Seab. You're impressive uh, how quickly you can slide these comments in at the beginning of the show. Just say, because you have a little bit of a sunburn because you, you, you rode up here like a wonderful Vuvuzela guy all the way down from a Cape May, was it? Cape my friend? May. Which is the furthest spot. You know, By that's the, the way, the no one that I was down there with had heard the song on the way to Cape May. None of them knew about that's that. That's depressing. And not only do I know <laughs> it, but I know who sings it. Who's that? Al, Al Albert's, Al Albert's show, uh, group. The four or something, I mean, but but it was Al, Al Alberts okay. was a Al a star. I'll tell you what he was. He did a TV show back in the days when there was only a few channels, like sixties, seventies, eighties. He did a TV show. It was called Al Alberts Showcase, which was a uh, um, maybe someone listening could like chime in on this. But it was basically like a showcase for young talent. You know, they had kids come on, they would sing, they would dance. I'm sure there was plenty of people that became famous being on that show when they were little toddlers and. Little little folks, but his claim, and I think his group was called the Four Aces or something. 
But his claim to fame was on the way to Cape May. A great song, Al Albert's voice is the voice that you hear there. It is a great song. Philadelphia legend. So they you all would know that if you lived in Philadelphia. Me personally, yeah. oh, probably I see. You probably would. Your mother and father would know. Guarantee. Ask him who Al Alberts is. I will. Uh, I and will. Al Albert ask showcase. Them. I live know. close enough, man. I, close enough for government work. <laughs> yeah, close enough. And once they gerrymandy the, the districts properly, you'll be in Philadelphia. That's right. That's so. exactly Lucky you. <laughs> anyway. So, so back to the women's game yeah. here, though. If this French national team and the United States national team, they make up a- almost unquestionably the toughest of the three groups in this Olympic uh, Olympic games. The, the Is that group- true? Who's with Germany? I you got the, the So the Germany, Australia, Zimbabwe, Canada. So Canada is up Canada's there as good. well. Canada's a very, very good team. Yeah. Sinclair, you know, yeah. older She's but still a great player. Sinclair. Germany, a wonderful team. But I think between France and the United States, I, I would give them the nod in terms of well, the best Well, don't overlook group. Zimbabwe. Oh, I That's will. That's all I can say. Yeah? Many have overlooked Zimbabwe at their own, and, and have caused uh, sealed their own fate. So just want to give you a little yeah. warning Yeah, could you there. tell me which continent Zimbabwe is? I would say it's Africa. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. All right. Just Don't ask any more, okay? I won't, I won't. <laughs> and I believe they may have had a really good long-distance runner at some point. About that's about what I could tell you about Zimbabwe. All right, Zimbabwe. that sounds good. So that's Group F, Canada, Zimbabwe, Australia, Germany. As we mentioned, Group B is Colombia, New Zealand, United States, and France. Both the United States and France rolled in their first game. The United States 2-0 against New Zealand, France 4-0 against Colombia. And so, for whatever it's worth, which isn't that much at this point in time, the United States and France, it's going to be France in goal differential right now. So if this were to be a draw, and the winner of this group were to be on goal differential, it would come down to how badly the United States would beat Colombia in the next match. France would beat New Zealand. How does it work? Do you know what the breakup is? The breakdown is is the top two, and then maybe there's a third-place team. Top two would give you six, so I guess there's going to yeah. be two third-place right. teams. Exactly. Right, exactly right. That's cockeyed. To me, it's like... When, when well, it's just like what we saw in Euro 2016. I didn't like that either. 2016 Although it made for fun. 24 teams down to 16. It made fun for Iceland and Wales and teams like that. It made it good. It made it very interesting. Well, you know? I, I don't think either of those teams were third in their group. Portugal. Good point, man. Portugal was third, were they not? Mm, that's true. Or yeah, I mean, I, whether they snuck into second, but they were staring down the barrel of third place for a long, long time. They may have been third after all. Someone listening could tell us better. And You're right. By the they way, were third, man. They were third. Our Twitter they handle, at Vuvuzela Blast, uh, hop into the show and We'll be keeping an eye on our Twitter throughout. That's at Vuvuzela Blast, and I am at Bob Long Sports. Bob Long and Eric Nash here on Vuvu Soccer, live from Villa Capri. Bob, do we uh, have an opportunity to talk about Portugal's victory? And once again, my favorite thing, the penalty kicks. Uh, yes, I know you love when them. When I had to leave, I was wa- listening. But they were not in penalties, though. They did. Oh, yeah, you're right. It did. Wait, did it I mean, we penalties? can talk about penalties. Uh, but they were not in penalties. There was a lot not. of penalties. You're right. They scored in the... They won act- multiple games, I believe, in penalties. How did, right, but they won exactly one right. game, that's exactly one right. match, the entire Euro 2016 in 90 minutes. And they won the whole darn tournament. I stand corrected, but they did sneak in as the third-place team. So there you go. Although Portugal, when you think of Portugal, one of, if not the best player in the world, sneaking in is a little strange commentary, you know. But... No, they were good. They teams. won one match were, in ninety minutes. I mean, that's not that's not really tough to argue with from a sneaking in perspective. No, well, I you know if you're going to let that many third place teams get get through, 
you're going to risk that a team. It would be like the playoffs. You know, there's been years in sports, say the NBA or the NHL, where the NBA where teams have been under 500. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you're allowing that to happen because you're making it more than the middle ground. You yeah, know, it happens a little in. less in the NBA, more so in the NHL. Well, the, the NHL, they well now that they don't have draws, you're right. So it's a little hard to figure out. Still, for me, an older guy, it's still hard to understand with the wins in regulation and then the wins in overtime right. and wins in shootout. I understand how the points work, but it's very confusing. We look at the NBA, you see someone 40, 40 wins, 42 losses. Okay, they're under 500. Right. So it's easier. But the point being yeah. is that you have 16 teams getting to the playoffs in a league of 30. Mediocrity is rewarded. And in hockey, you are more, more often see that 8-7 seed make a run a la Flyers in 2010. I mean, right. the fans here remember it very well. You know, well, you're more, like, you're more likely to see that when you're... Well, rewar- playoff money is what's being rewarded here. I mean, it, you know, pe- hockey playoffs are a big thing. Yeah. It works very well. The U.S. Uh, coming fairly close again. A ball loose in the, close to the box, but not really too much problem. Yeah, it was a nice play. play from the keeper. Right. Off her line very quickly. What have you seen in terms of tactics, Eric, so far in this match? I mean, I... What I see, it's it's a fairly open game. I think it's getting more open right now. There was times where France in the first half looked like they were sitting back a little bit. But now the United States looks to be opening up a bit more. I think we're going to see a goal in the next 15 minutes here. It's just kind of the way the game looks to me. Maybe not so much the tactics of the game, but more so um, France is definitely doesn't seem to be afraid of the U.S., okay? They're definitely taking it to them. Um, yeah, the U.S., it's a good, it could go either way. You're right. Now, how do they do the overtime in this tournament, do you know? Yeah, I believe I believe that it is just the normal rules. So not what we saw in uh, Copa America. Which where I like, by the way. Did you like that? Well, if you're good, you know what, that, that, that extra two periods. Go, well, just, just for our listeners' sake, in Copa America, you wouldn't play the two 15-minute periods not golden goal, it's, you know, total. So once you start that over over or extra time period, you play all 30 minutes. But that's the way it's usually done internationally. It was not the way it was done in Copa. It went directly to penalty kicks. I don't believe this is the case for Olympics. Well, you know what? You know I don't like penalty kicks. I mean, I've mean, i I'm, I'm been on record for years. But about you'll that. have to get there eventually if nobody but, scores. But, but I'm going to say, a lot of times if you look at that extra it's 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Yes, right. 15, then you switch sides. If you look 15 at that, those two extra halves, right, doesn't it bug you a little bit that some teams, usually the team that's less equipped to win the match in, in, in the game, you know, are playing, we'll for the, are playing for that chance to win it with, a you know, a lucky kick or a lucky miss, you know? Here's the only that's thing I, I would say to that, Eric, because I know it's a tried and true argument people have had for years and years, and it, it really test you to sit back that's that's kind of what it sent to incense you to do so what i'll say to that is if you're a team that's less equipped to win what would be the difference let's say you're playing for an eternity would that team drastically change its tactics would they start pressing everybody forward or they can continue to sit back for as long as they could and just see if a counter-opportunity might come up anyway. I mean, it's a very good point, and you obviously would take it on a game-by-game and a team-by-team basis, of course. But I do see my gut feeling is that's what happens. That's what comes down. you got very tired players. You have a team that's overachieving, even if it be slightly, right? 
and you have a team that's underachieving. Because it's soccer, it's a low-scoring game, and it's 1-1, and let's go go into the crazy thing. Bring on the old NAL shoot, NASL shoot, I'm telling you. That would be the answer for everybody. Bring it for the listeners so they know what you're talking okay, about. what they did, and I know we've talked about this before. North American Soccer League, the New York Cosmos, Giorgio Canalia, right? Oh, all the teams. All, they all they the, had 30 right, teams but, at one but, time. But okay. kind of what the NASL was. And what they were was uh, a little gimmicky league, uh, like the ABA was in basketball, you know, like the WHA was in hockey. It's a little gimmicky. They had a lot of overseas guys, but I'll tell you, every overseas guy, the George Best, the George Canalia, uh, Carlos Alberto, Pele, Pele, they liked it. They really liked the shoot-up because it was more competitive. It wasn't as traditional, but it was competitive. What, so they, they, did, what they did, basically... Is like the NBA where you have the 24-second shot clock. They put up a five-second shot clock right kind of on the corner where the quarter kicks would be kicked, okay, where the fan, where the, the shooter could see it, the coaches could see it, the goalie obviously was concentrating on something else. But they basically, I'm, I'm a little confused because it's been a lot of years where they started. But the goalie had to start on their line. I think the kicker started at, like the 35-yard line? Does that sound right, or was it the top of the box? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Okay. It wasn't the penalty spot. It was definitely beyond the box, yep. but was it that far out? But now, the did is, the kick have to be off his foot by the time it hit zero, or did it have to be it, in it, the net by the time the clock hit zero? I think it had to be off his foot. It was like the so basketball, like basketball the air, not hockey. Right. They had to get the shot off in time. I'm pretty sure, because what if you, you know, well, it's just like hockey. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, Alex good, Morgan had a good had a chance shot. by Alex Morgan. She's looking like she's looking fit and she's looking very good in the main uh, spot. Is she the captain at this point, or is it probably not? It's probably uh, Carly Lloyd. Carly Lloyd yeah, I don't see yeah. that. I think it is Carly yeah. Lloyd. She doesn't have the armband on. But yeah, she's right up top. She is. She, she breasts, is the true. Something now. I got. I mean, say. She, you know, she's wearing the number thirteen. But but in you don't the, want to respond to that. Truly, she's the nine on this club. Eric. <laughs> she's the nine. She's I'm the sorry, nine. but she doesn't have breasts, man. You don't like breast comments. I just don't know what to tell you, Eric. It's hardcore soccer discussion. Um, well, it's hardcore something discussion. Oh, there you go. Maybe the breasts slow her down because she gets in quick. There you so go, That's Eric. probably a good thing. But anyway, okay, so back to where we were. Boy, I hate to do this to you because you're really getting red. Maybe it's because of your suntar. I but think anyway. I'm pretty sunburned, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I, I guess I'm a misogynist when it comes to women's soccer, but I like to look at the pretty girls and comment on the girls. I'm sure the girls look at the guy. My daughter is 12 years old, sits her and comments on Ronaldo's six-pack constantly. <laughs> It's been a rough week. My daughter went to like a kissing party, I think, last night. I'm all out of sorts right now, okay? Uh, you know, I'm, maybe I'll just head out to the Peroni patio here, let you have the show for a couple minutes. Get uh, all your... The way, the way it's all, going. Get all your demons out, Eric. Okay, I'm done with my demons. Anyway, so uh, five-second clock. Give or take that, that half a second that it has to be in the goal or, or off the foot. I don't know the answer to that. But they come dribbling in. The goalie can run off their line. They can attack. At the player, the, 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 the player can shoot, they could go, they could try to decline. Kind of like the hockey shootout, all right, Bob? That's pretty much what it is, okay? The hockey shootout. It, both guys can come off the line and, yeah, and go. But it does have to be off his foot versus in the net. I think so. I, it's been a long, it's been 30 Although years. Although in hockey, there's no clock on the shootout and anyway. that's why but I'm thinking that maybe it has I to got be you. in the but the So point, anyway, that's your point, though. You don't like. You, it was more of a 50-50 proposition, Okay. 
And it made, you know, it was fun because it was creative. You know, here, what's worse than, oh, should I go to the right? Should I go to the left? And if you hit the ball against the side netting in soccer, you're going to score anyway. The best goalie in the world is not going to get to that outside post and stop. Right. Right. If you hit it low and to the outside. There it is. There's the goal for the United States. Wow. And a, a tip-in, by the way. A rebound. Nice stuff. Who got that tip, Bob? That was, that was nice. So it looks like it was Tobin Heath who got the initial shot off the yeah, post. I think like it was Carly that Heath. tapped it home. Who was Carly it? Lloyd. I don't know. I want to see that again. But that was good. Well it was deserved, a great play well from Heath. Goal. The entire. Yeah, Car- isn't that Carly L- Lloyd right there? That's Tobin Heath who took the shot. Tobin Heath took the shot. Carly Lloyd tipped it in. And yeah, more I'll, I'll, I'll let you take your time here, Eric. <laughs> ten, got, ten, not, ten tipped it in, so that would be Carly Lloyd. You're right. Well, nice save by the goal. He saved it into the post. That was nice. Nice rebound. Good goal. But yeah, Tobin Heath did a great job for those watching on that play. I mean, the, the entire French four were bunched. Their back four was bunched up the middle. Tobin Heath just kind of fe- let them fall asleep on the outside, came in with the left foot, and... Uh, and pushed it really, really hard. A nice save, like you said, by the keeper. But yeah, the keeper like kind of slapped it onto the, onto her near post, and it just took a bad bounce for the keeper and a good bounce for the USA. Bounced into the center of the box um, in the six the six yard area, right, right there. And uh, there it is. So you think that'll be enough? You think that'll do it? I do. I I, I don't think it's going to be without some chances from France. I mean, they've had their chances. Hope Solo. At least that one particular save, not to mention a few other times she's had to be attentive, but the one save where she had to come way out and pretty much meet the attacker on the ball. France has the opportunity. They, they have the talent. They have the class to push forward. But the United States, the ball squarely in their, in their side of the court right now. Right. First goal at the 60, 60, 60 second minute is, is huge. Uh, like you said, the game's been kind of open up, so it may not be. You know, it's not done. There's still still a good half hour to play. You know, I don't mm-hmm. think it's. I don't think it's done. Do you follow you a big Olympic guy, Bob? I do. I really like the Olympics. Uh, they. I was watching a long distance bike ride today. Road cycling. It's kind of boring, man. That's kind of beat. <laughs> I mean, one guy. I don't. Know, one guy from Laos or something flew off his bike into a fence. That was exciting. <laughs> But that was. <laughs> did you see that? Did you? Have, well, I actually didn't see that ejected, one. Like the ejector. Someone pushed the ejector button. They should have ejector yeah. buttons at these boards. I, I enjoy cycling. It's not my. It's it's not something that I follow extremely well. You should talk to our guy at Bob Long Sports, Kevin McLernan. He wrote a preview on BobLongSports.com. You can check that. Maybe not you, Eric, can check that out. I'll our listeners, our listeners can check. that I out. I appreciated the strategy of it. Okay. The Peloton. Yeah. I the what. Peloton is like the front group of. Oh yeah, I don't know what that is. The Pelican. I, I have no idea what that <laughs> what that is. But that's the front group, the lead pack they used to uh, call yeah, that. Yeah, or yeah. What? The Pelican. The Peloton. Whatever. Okay. We're done. Um, We're done with road cycling. Okay, but the point is, <laughs> it's good. It's it's good stuff. And what was interesting about the road cycling, just to throw that in, yeah, they used to have communications between the teammates. Like uh, I guess earphones, and they okay. could, and they don't have that anymore. So like one guy went down for. Uh, I think it was for England, or maybe it was the U.S. I give, I give you a lot of bikes all over. But they couldn't, like, really communicate what was, like, 
The, the rest of the teammates didn't know that he was, went down, they, where his chain broke. So it was kind of interesting, I guess. Yeah. But you're riding, you know. On the, okay, but anyway, I watch water polo, too. How do those horses breathe underwater? That's the part I never quite understand about that. <laughs> you know, there are those horses, and it's... <laughs> I'm sorry. Old joke. Very old horse aye, culture. Aye, aye. Okay, water polo. I think it's open mic night soon it's, here. I know I that know. Matt Menina does a I great job getting people man. out here. We're going to need to have you do your comedy routine because you're, you know you're just what? doing it here on the air. It's fun. I love it. I'm sorry. Uh, no, don't be. Don't it's apologize. Fun. But the point is the water polo game. I love another. It. Now, there's a game that's very similar to soccer. Water yeah. polo. Who's the girl that's the Canadian girl? I think she was originally Canadian. She was a striker. Something. Uh, she was a good player, a good striker for the U.S., dark-skinned girl. She's not on the team this year. I think she may be pregnant. I was going to say, I thought you were talking about Crystal Dunn. Alex, just... her name is. Alex. Alex. Uh, well, Crystal Dunn was just booked. Not Crystal Dunn. No, no, no. There's something that isn't on the team. She was a striker, a dark-skinned girl, kind of pretty girl. I mean, are you talking about the girl that played for the Philadelphia Independents? Tasha Kai? Nah, after her, but the last, like, certainly she was a star in the London Olympics. I can tell you that. And the World Cup team as well. Kristen Press. No. I know her. No. Okay, I got nothing for you. She's got like a Canadian name, La Something. La Two, La Toile, like that. Oh, Sydney LaRue. Thank you. LaRue, right. She must be pregnant. She's not playing. Okay. I, I don't know that story. No, she's good, but, I, but she's... She, she was a very, she's very, a very good, good player. player, yeah. And she's fairly young, so I think it's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, one last thing about the... The other Olympics. thing is Megan Rapinoe, obviously. We haven't seen her yet because she's had eight months off at this point. There's a possibility she comes back for the next match, but they're kind of hoping to get her today. Do you think Megan Rapinoe... She's getting up there in years. Is she Megan is, Rapinoe... Yeah. She's been at this more since... Like a, is she more of like a force or is she more like a force... In the locker room type of thing at this point. In your opinion, you know. I mean, very good player, very good story. Great, good team leader. Certainly, you don't lose anything having her there coming off the bench. But I don't think it's like losing Alex Morgan. No, I mean, she was always one to deliver good set pieces. I mean, certainly from that left midfield position. I've seen Megan Klingenberg take some of those today. Yes. She stepped left up. Left back. Yeah, she stepped up a little bit. I was watching. Her and, her and Becky Sauerbrunn, I think, do a great job on the left-hand side of that defense as well. Really one of the strong points. I agree. I mean, they've always been strong in the back, the U.S., certainly with the with Solo and, and, and a lot. That's that's true. That's a good point. So anyway, uh, before we get off the Olympics, so Carrie Walsh, right? You know Carrie, Carrie Walsh. Carrie Walsh, yep. As a Carrie, I'm sorry. Carrie? She's married to another beach volleyball player. Who is that? <sighs> Look her up, whatever. But the point is, I saw her Look him on up. Celebrity Wife Swap. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Her and her husband is a famous beach volleyball player. Now, Carrie Walsh is going for, this is her fifth Olympics, by the way. I believe she was the, was she the flag bearer yesterday? Because I missed the U.S. No, that they, was Michael Phelps, who's also in his fifth Olympics. Oh, uh, right. So, right, right, right. So, so anyway, so Carrie Walsh um, was on Celebrity Wife Swap. But this was funny. She went with a girl who was on Basketball Wives. You ever watch that show? But it was funny. Because no, I haven't. It was a guy who was a big star, college star, played a little bit for the Saints. Don't remember his name, but he wasn't a big guy. Reggie somebody. Wasn't Reggie Bush. Wasn't, you know. Okay. But the point was, so it was very interesting because <laughs> Carrie Bush is married to... Carrie Walsh. Carrie, Not- <laughs> Carrie Walsh is married to a fellow 
And if you if you look him up, I'm gonna look her up. But he he they're really really they live on the Redondo Beach, Redondo Beach, and they're very like they have about eight thousand faced clocks in their living room in their room, and they, every minute is accounted for. The kids they have three little kids are probably six and under, and every minute's accounted for. The kids are on a very strict regimen. Food we're talking like kale milkshakes for breakfast. Wow. Yeah, and, and so they bring this girl in who is, the exa- is also a very, very hard worker, the girl from the, from the uh, uh, basketball wives. But the difference is she's doing all this work, and her husband's sitting there playing video games. Okay? He's supposed to be retired at, like, 27, okay, from the, okay. From the NBA or the, or the NFL, whatever he played. And, and it's, so Kerry Walsh is just because they're very religious, like, Mormon types, okay? He went to Brigham Young, the husband, Kerry, Kerry's husband. It. So, it was so who else is she married to in that case? What's this? So who else is she married to in that case? Um, huh? Oh, she's... It's a Mormon joke. Oh, right. oh no. Not, I don't think they're Mormon, Mormon, but they went, he went to a Mormon <laughs> school. They're not Mormons. They're very... So, so he decides... So you end up having to be with the other one's husband and, and raise their kids for like a week. So she decides to take Carrie to a strip joint. Okay. Carrie don't want not the most part of the strip. First of all... It's a waste of time, according to Carrie. She's not exercising. She's not happy. Literally, she's not happy. Wow. Okay. So it's funny. By the end, of this, the moral of the story was, by the end of the story, they each learned from each other. Because one woman learned to, you know, to eat better and take care of her health from Carrie. You know, the one, the, the, the woman from the, from the basketball wives. And Carrie learned to, like, love her husband because her husband had to sneak off to go surfing, which was something he liked to do with his buddies because everything was so regimented. It's an interesting story. Hmm. I highly recommend it. Carrie Walsh. Big, I was a big fan before the show. You know, now, now I'm definitely sure. a big fan. Is she still playing with Misty Jesus. May Trainer? I don't think she's with Misty May Trainer anymore. Okay. But she is still, certainly still playing. I'll have to look that up. By the way, Matt Trainer is who Misty May is married to. The catcher from Former the Former catcher Florida. from the Texas Rangers. Yes. And yeah. Well, yep. Two teams, right. Interesting, huh? But I saw her husband. I'm like, hey, this is some guy. He's like Carrie's husband. He's a big Olympic uh, beach volleyball player, too. He, in fact, like she was looked up to him. He was like an idol of hers before they wow. met and got married. Okay. I'm sorry. So I went off the track. No, that's. I went on the Olympic track. I'm sorry. I, I like the Olympics a lot, Bob. I don't like what's going on with the doping and the, the real professionalism question with it. But I love the Olympics. I love when all these people get together out of love instead of out of hate and fighting. You know, I really yep. like it a lot. Yeah, no, it's look, it's absolutely great, and I'm just hoping, Eric. Hoping I think we had the same talk, by the way. I think four years ago we had the same discussion. By the way, I'm sure we did. Right, I'm, sorry. I'm just kind of hoping that the venue doesn't mar what is so great about the Olympics. And I think it'll probably end up being okay, but I the facilities are awful. The public transportation is terrible. The water is. I mean, beyond belief, bad. You mean the, the water cr- that the swimmers are swimming in, yes. the, uh, the ocean water? Yep. And yeah, the I crime is, is out of control to the point where you're seeing reports, I mean, first-hand reports, they're not trying to hide it, that you have armed security all throughout, and armed police force, armed military people all throughout the city. What's the, uh, what is the criminal part? Pickpocketing, things like that? No, it's when... Well, there's a lot of things, but one right. of the most prominent is when cars are stopped in the street because there's so much traffic, people will come up with weapons, break into the car, force the people to flee from the car, and then either take their things and or the vehicle itself. Happening it's not, to taxi it's drivers. I'm surprised, man. There was problems with Brazil 
Now, the question I ask you is, how does Brazil get the World Cup, the Olympics, you know? Right. Uh, if it, I mean, it's basically... All these decisions were made a long time ago, but yes, I mean... I wonder how long ago. But you're right, with the Olympics, it had to be at least eight years ago, 12 years ago, right? Right. Can I yeah. ask you what you think of this surmise or this idea? Because, one, it's, an econ- it's really not economically sound to have the Olympics. You're spending so much money, you're for putting the these facilities country, for the home country. Really? But these facilities in, you barely use them after. If you're really good, you can be like Atlanta and give the, the Braves a new stadium, right? But by and large, you look at all these pictures of old Olympic venues. They're all decrepit, overgrown. Are you right? What if you just, especially with the advent of television and the fact that everything is available at a moment's notice, how would you feel about picking one venue and having the Olympics there indefinitely every four years? Reusing the facilities, picking a place where it's somewhat economically and sociologically stable. Like a Wembley Stadium. like a, the, the But, show. I mean, it's not just but soccer. But you're talking about the whole... Everything. Right, I got you. Yeah. Um, well, you know Even what? going back well, to Greece. First of all, there has to be an economic benefit, or why would these cities... And I'm not just talking about Olympics. I'm talking about, you know, World Cup, uh, I'll tell other you why, because well. most of the countries that are getting this... They're the ones that have the least amount of transparency to their constituents for when they put these bids out. So, like, a lot of these develop, explain, explain that. developing countries, right, with leaders that do not bestow upon their constituents all the proper information of how they're using funds, etc., they'll be the ones to bid. But Boston, when Boston gives all the information to its inhabitants its citizens they're like oh no we're actually going to withdraw our bid which is exactly what happened in the united states Uh, i've got to respond to that that's a that's a pretty meaty comment right there so first of all you're saying that the some of these countries are transparent being that they're playing a shell game with their own constituents no they're non-trans so they're opaque to give a they don't they don't give the information so yes they are not then when they have it oh by the way you're all going to work for minimal then that's when that's when it hits the fan no, it, the workers die and bad things come well, about. Okay, because, yes, but yeah. I guess what I'm saying is, uh, the the people don't really have a choice. They don't. They don't really have a choice. But when do we ever have a choice? Well, I, I, I mean, think the citizens of Boston were able to lobby to their representatives and say, "No, we don't want we don't want this. We don't want this in our city." The Boston that's crazy pulled, in itself. Boston man. pulled the bid once they, once they started running economic models as to how it would actually affect the city, all the tax increases that would need to happen to pay for it. That's the other thing that happens well, is the taxes go skyward. Well, you know, people have to in this country and everywhere, but, you know, Brazil for sure. But, you know, we're not much better off. In the, and and re, the reality is that we have to start paying attention to these things. We've got to stop thinking about keeping up with the Kardashians and things like that. And we've, our, our people have to start thinking about, you know, the future, thinking about we can't just do everything. We are not the economically uh, economic fortress that we used to be. You know, we're not I'm not that. even talking about the United States. but well, Boston. I'm actually, right, but I'm saying Boston pulled their bid out. Boston pulled They decided bid. not now, wait, did Boston pull that bid, or did the, I, the IFC pull it? The IOC, I don't believe, no. The IOC, thank no. You. No, the yeah. amount of bids has gone way down from the year 2000, right. let's say, to, to now. Because it's a, way, well, way down. Well, maybe the idea is maybe they need to start streamlining this stuff and stop making it such a huge, huge spectacle. 
get back to what it is, which sure. is a sporting event, celebration of the Wait. event, not right. not Shakira Walter, you know, huge four hour, you know, opening ceremonies, yeah, closing ceremonies. I don't agree. I don't. I don't think you're highlighting the the proper issue because you still need facilities. They still need to be state of the art, and you still need volleyball courts. You need swimming facilities that wouldn't otherwise be there. What so do you those mean expenditures. If they played it at a seventy-year-old soccer stadium, what would be the difference? Why does it? Have to, what does that mean? Have to be state of the art. Well, no, it, does, it doesn't have to. But how right. many Olympic-sized swimming pools do you find in the middle of Boston? How many Olympic-sized, you know, beach volleyball courts do you see in the middle of Brazil? Right, with the seating around and everything else. You need to build those things. Well, so, yeah, the soccer pitch, I'm with you. And in fact, they're using the pitch. Wow. Great game, man. So, Francis Buzzy, what's going on here? Wow. What, what's going on here? It wasn't a card, was it? No, it was not. It was a cross from, uh, from France, and it was pushed just into the side netting. By the United States, Allie Krieger, Penn Stater, by the way. Oh, yes, absolutely. It looked for a half second like it went directly into the net. Now it's a corner for France in the 80th minute. It's still one nothing U.S. You watch that Filani, man. Look at her. She's right there, number three. Nice Get punch head, from Hope Solo. Yeah. But, yes, I mean, again, that's really just my sort of Bottom line, my closing point. Getting the economics of it because I'll tell you what, Bob, I know this sounds horrible. And maybe I'm more maybe I'm more in tune to it because of what's going on with our electoral process right now. But do we ever know the truth? I mean, really know the truth? You know, we get reports from A, then, then B tells us A's lying, then A tells us B's lying about what they told us. But the point is, they want it. It does. It does give a positive. It should give a very positive shine on the country. It's a lasting memory. An Olympic Games in I mean. You name cities, I'm like, yeah, Olympic cities, 1972, you know what I mean? Montreal, L.A., I mean, it's been, I can't believe it's always been I can't been believe you picked 72 of all the years. Well, that was, well, that was, well, I'm, well I'm talking about the Winter Olympics, not just, oh, but the, oh, okay, but the right, summer, it, no, but the point is that you, but you know the city, you know Munich, you know, for whatever, even in infamy, you know it, you right. know, the point is it makes a, that's a bad example, okay. you're right, I, but the point, so you think that it's basically, you've got it. I mean, the argument basically... I would have it in one city, yep. One I, city, build oh, everything up, reuse them every four years, oh, and, and use the power of television and media to broadcast it to every corner of the globe because well, you, you don't need to be there anymore. Well, you just... You know, it's funny. You just described basically the Truman Show, if you ever saw that movie. The whole guy's whole life took place on a soundstage. He didn't even know he was on a soundstage. But the whole point is all took place... Like, they always say, why don't they just do the Super Bowl on a soundstage? Right? You've heard that, that argument many times, especially with the problems with getting big crowds together for big events nowadays, you know, and what could happen. But I think the bottom line is it's hard to sell your people that are struggling to have a decent school and a decent meal, you know, and, and shoes on their feet to sell them on this big three weeks of, you know, of excitement and then it's gone. Yep. You know, when I mean, there are so many other things that need to be fixed in these developing countries and that gets all put on the shelf. That's my issue. So why would we, would we want the U.S. to do it? I didn't say the U.S. But, but, but I think everyone in the U.S. would be like, yeah, Cleveland, yeah, Philadelphia, let's get a bid in for whatever, yeah, the Summer okay. Olympics. Yeah. No, but I think that's what, you know, people want the excitement. 
I think it's now. It's a credit card. I'll pay the tab later. Right. You know what I mean? I'll but, take, the, take yeah. the fun and pay the cost later on. Yeah, now. and I'll make this final point one more time because we may just not agree. But, I, again, I bring up the Boston point, right? The Boston constituents were in that camp. Yeah, this is great. Why not? Let's do this. This would be fantastic for the city. Then they learned a little bit about how it would be funded, how it would be financed, and they pulled their bid because of because no one wanted to support it. I think, but I think we are agreeing in the sense that we're asking for financial and economic accountability. Right. I, I, I think we're saying this is, is not they're not accountable for what they do to these people. Yes, and you're not going to be able to get that in developing countries. We, we neither anybody else necessarily has any right to go do that at this point. And so the people and the countries that are going to be bidding for this are going to be the Brazils, are going to be the Qatars, are going to be the people that have authoritarian rule over their people. Right. It's in their and their best interests alone to bid for this. And then they're going to leverage those that are less fortunate to, to do what they need to do I and mean, put I'm, the country in a bad spot no, after. Right. But I don't know, Qatar, I'm guessing, is not Brazil. Though as far as like a, th- a third world country. No, it's not. Thing, you know. but, but it's the same concept as you know, why you see birth rates declining in the United States and going way, way up in developing countries. You know? Uh, the responsible thing is not to bid for the Olympics. Right. I, I so agree. as a result, the developed countries stop, the developing countries start bidding more, and you have more and more issues like this every four years. Bobby, I think you're exactly right. I don't know if I like your solution necessarily, but I think you're... Yeah. But, I mean, I think the whole thing, if you look at what the World Cup bidding was, you know, what went down with that and the, the dirty pool that was going on with the higher-ups, right? Yeah. I mean, you saw that, that play out. and Somebody's, you know, Brazil... I mean, I don't know. Something tells me the World Cup is not as big as, of an extravagant expenditure as an Olympics. I mean, it's just my feeling off. You don't need... A, a country like Brazil has many soccer venues. So, you know, yeah. they're not, they're not, they don't have to build... I mean, the thing about a Winter Olympics where you have to build, like, toboggan courses and, you know, loose courses and... Uh, but, but then again, I, I, I don't know. They build these stadiums and... What's the right answer, man? Why do they have to? Why don't they have it in the U.S. Where they they always say we have the infrastructure, infrastructure. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Well, that's the I U.S. Do. man. So the costs have to be way down. But then they then they build five thousand hotels. You know. Yep. They 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 design probably a whole new rail system and a new you know everything is new, beautiful. And unlike the World the Cup, weeks. it would have to be really in one city, or at least a majority of the events. You'd have to house the athletes in one city. Why does the World Cup even have to be a one city? The World Cup does not. That's my point. Right, it does. Because you're not housing all the athletes in one place. Right. But the Olympics, you are. Olympic Village. Right. So it's more like a pat on the back for, like you talk about, the government looks good. It's a big deal. Everybody takes their bows and cuts their ribbons, and it's a beautiful thing. And then who ends up paying the piper? The folks. Yeah. The poor folks that get poorer. Exactly. You know? It's exactly Just right. Just like we pay Hillary's and uh, the Clinton family uh, speech, you know, costs. <laughs> ultimately, you know, the sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars. Oh but, my goodness! I mean, million dollars. <laughs> is it the, what is it? How much is seventy-five thousand dollars? I don't know. But the Hillary gets. Like, I have no idea. Hillary's daughter, Cl- Chelsea. Chelsea gets seventy-five thousand, sixty-five, seventy-five thousand dollars to speak. Where? At a college. Oh, a college. okay. Like a graduation speech, ten-minute speech, five, ten-minute speech. Now, where's that money go? I don't know. We won't get into that. I wish we were doing a political show. I'm for Trump. I'll tell you right now. 
I'm guessing you are too. Uh, you guess that I you're am. You're a white male. I am not. No. You're not. Wow. No. I'd like to. Well, we'll have to talk about that. <laughs> and I understand Trump's a scary dude, man. Is that why? Is that? Listen, you're I'm for not, Hillary. I'm not. Yes. I mean, if, if I had to vote for one She's of them, she's great, yes. man. It's, it's good that your brother or your uncle wasn't in Benghazi when she decided. When as Secretary of State decided not to go get him and say that it was an internet. Yeah, put it this way: I, yeah. I'm not exactly enthralled by either, but yeah. I could give you, I could give you a lot of the same things you're saying there about about your candidate. My candidate is my candidate used Atlantic City as a 25 year a personal ATM machine. Yes, he did. No doubt. <laughs> uh, you can read that in the uh, the uh, the Atlantic the the, uh, the Atlantic City Ledger, or whatever their paper is. Very yep. good article. But you know what? As an ATM. But then again, maybe <laughs> someone who knows their way around business is what we need. Of course, I don't think we need him to have his finger on the atom bomb, but no, the bomb button, actually. It's a scary dude, man. It's like, uh, what's her name? Who's the girl from Canada uh, that does the Samantha B. You ever watch her? She's oh, the like, show? She's yeah. terrific. She's and, very, very funny. She, she's terrific in the sense that she goes, like, he's a 70 year old toddler. You know, what's he going to do if you don't let yeah. him out the, the fire engine? He's going to blow up the train station, you know? <laughs> I mean, the, the, uh, uh, the uh, fire station. But anyway. Boy, I can't wait for the next show that comes on after this. Eric Nash on politics. It's doesn't surprise you. My, you know Chris Morano. Yes. You know, he got me more into politics. So I'm going to thank him for that. Because he, you know, the way that he did it, he got me to look into what really, you know, to really look under the surface. And it's scary. When you have two, and I'll leave it at this. When you have two parties... Two nominees, correct? Neither one of their parties really wants them, okay? You got the Sanders people on the Democratic side. You got basically most of the GOP on the Republican side. So, you know, right. anybody else, how do we get out of this mess? How do we, how do we get another candidate? How do we get here? How right. do we get yeah. here? Is, yep. Are they the best two candidates that we have? No, I, I could give you an answer to that question, but it would take too long. So, uh, <laughs> It is the I 80, got time. It is the 88th minute. I'm sorry. USA leads France 1-0. Where does this put them right here, Eric? They're going to be top of the group. They're going to be even in goal differential against France. Not that it really matters. They should go and hammer Colombia in the next match. But how do you think, first of all, how do you think they've played? And where does this set them up for well, going I mean, into the eventual knockout stage? Neutral site, a team that's given them problems. There's not too many teams that you could say that about in the last couple of years, okay? Beat them. Okay, uh, I think it. I think it puts them, uh, you know, good. I think they did. I think they acquitted themselves very well today. How about you? Yeah, I'm. I'm happy with it. Yeah. I am absolutely. The only thing is, I think the right side of that back four fell apart a couple times, and provided some really good opportunities for France that Hope Solo either had to save, and there was another one right there on the corner. And obviously, to say that this game, this game is not over. I mean, we know that for certain. No, but. Um, but generally, through the first 89 minutes of play, you know they've they've to some extent limited the chances. But I think of any side, maybe that right side was a little bit weaker today of the back four. What I forgot about was how great a player Hope Solo is, and I'm glad I was able to watch this game up close and I kind of see how good of a keeper she is. Yeah, she's played you very, know. very well. Yeah, very well. I mean, has she hasn't she always? I mean, her her out of soccer, her personal life aside, right? She's a great player. She's right. one of the best the U.S. has ever had. Yeah. You know, but the women's team is basically one of the best soccer teams ever put together, the U.S. women's team. This particular team. This team. No, the U.S. is U.S. soccer. Yeah, but I just U.S. soccer, the run that they've been on since the, US, since the uh, women started playing the Olympics, which I think was six Olympics ago. They've won five of them. If they win this one, they'll win five of the six. Right. 
and the World Cup. And they've made the last two World Cup finals, one last year. And the first women's team will make history by being, do you know what they'll make history if they win this tournament? If they win a gold medal? No, I don't. First team to win back-to-back World Cup and an Olympic championship. Ever. Wow. Yeah. I mean, as far as the women's soccer. They would have done that in 2011, too. Should have, probably. Right, if they had. Can they add on a second here? Goalie way scored. out of position. Did they score? No, goalie was way out of position. Oh, I thought we were cheering. Where are you watching you know this what? game? I thought there was a delay here, man, because the, these people were cheering like there was a goal. <laughs> you thought there was, you didn't know. I'm no, I did not one. think there was a goal. I thought you were giving me all this analysis the whole game and you weren't watching it the way you were asking well, those that questions. Be, that would be par for the course. Hey, where's the TV? <laughs> I'm watching the, the, the Pennsylvania. I'm watching, the, they're talking about Pennsylvania income tax right now. There you go. Anyway, so uh, I think that, you know, when, where, when and where do they play the big tiger in this tournament, Germany? That's what the question I yep. have. How does the brackets line up? Do we even know that at this point? Well, and the other thing is, well, no, we do not right. because they've just started group play. It all depends. I mean, if Germany wins the group, they won't see them for a little bit longer. But if they get second, they could. Now, France, I wouldn't be surprised to see a team like France down the line in this tournament as well on the knockout stage. It's a really, really good French team. Well, they kick Colombia's butt. For what that's worth, I guess Colombian women are not Colombian men, I'm guessing, as far as they are not. soccer. So. They are not. But, I mean, that's still an impressive win. And uh, Look, third rank is not, is not chopped liver, as they say, okay? I don't know how much the, the distance or the gap is between second and third. Probably pretty, pretty, pretty steep gap. Uh, I don't know. I, I stand behind it. I think this is the best of the three groups. I put it over Germany, Canada, and I put it over Brazil and Sweden. Once again, you're overlooking the Africa, the small African nation. You're there. right, Zimbabwe. Right, My apologies so on that. But I have no idea. But I think just to get now to get into this tournament. Now this is your st- well. What I like, of course, about this is it's a women's soccer. This is it. Now, what do you think about the men's tournament? Well, it's it's completely different, right, obviously. That's I, the uh, under-23 right. national teams, except you can pick three guys. So it's not all under-23. Right. It's, it's a bastardized version of what it is. is, what it it is. is. Yeah. And remember, Neymar, Barcelona said he could only play one, Copa or Olympics. They took and this one. They took the Olympics. That's Why right. Why is that? Maybe it's his home fans. Yeah, I think it's... it's well, well, they were both his home fans. That's true. Sorry. No, they were not his home fans. Copa was in the United States. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. That's right. So that's probably... I'm guessing that would be the lot. I just think it's honestly... They chose Olympic gold thinking or hoping that Olympic gold could come and that that meant more. I guess soccer fans are going to watch the World Cup and watch the, the Copa Olympics. no matter what. The Olympics, they want Neymar is a big name. You know, especially yeah, I, in Brazil. I, think, I really think still to, to this day there's something about Olympic gold, even though it may not have the luster in all these sports. And uh, as we get to the final seconds of this game, Eric, awaiting the final whistle, this crowd of Bill Capri's waiting to go off. We're past the three minutes. There it is. There it is. There it is. So that's a good win. It is. No problem. The big crowd at Villa Capri here applauds. It was a nice crowd here today. Very nice crowd. Saturday afternoon with a lot of people down the beach. Still a full house here. Speaking of crowds, though, a bad crowd at Brazil. Did you see that? It looked very poor, like maybe 10,000, maybe. Now, remember, there was a lot of fear. Would you have gone down to this Olympics? Absolutely. You would have. Absolutely. Okay, I would not have. I'm not going to let the Internet run my life. The Zika virus, is he talking about that? Well, you and your wife are done having children. 
I am for sure. <laughs> My <laughs> wife, I don't know. She may still have a few more in her. We'll keep trying, Bob. I'll keep you updated, I promise. Uh, you don't need to. That's okay. Uh, okay, you're all right Point with that? Point being is you gotta start, so. you're seeing a lot uh, of golfers pull out that have illusions of or want to have children soon. But like some of the older ones that are done having kids, they're going and playing. Bubba Watson for the United States. Internet fear. That's my feeling. I, mean, I may be very wrong. I'm not a Zika virus expert. Zika. Uh, yeah. You but didn't I, need to tell me that. I, I knew that. And I, and I get that, brother. But I do think that we live in a very fearful world. The Internet brings atrocities to us all the time, right to our face. All the time. Now, it used to be the news. It used to be the nightly news, okay? You'd see Vietnam when, you were, you know, when I was a little kid. And that would scare you. Now you see it all the time because, you know... Wait, you trying to tell me these mosquitoes aren't going other places anyway? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's concentrated there. But uh, really, but how do you concentrate? Okay, if not the if not that, then you the crime. The, if not well, that, then the drinking water. If not the that, then the is a facilities. usual thing at these Olympic venues. A lot of times. Okay, so I wouldn't go. Okay, well, yeah, but of course you don't want to put yourself in danger. If I was a young single guy so, like you, you and Alex and a couple other guys, I'd be there in a heartbeat. Would you? I would be. I would go to Rio without the Olympics being there. Rio's a wonderful well, city. Probably, I would yeah. probably go to the Olympics yeah. without the. Or sorry, Rio without the Olympics before. But I guess that's the. My point is, whether you would have gone or would not have gone, you're not there, and and there's a reason for that somewhere deep inside. And I think a lot of people were scared. Yeah, and we're that's a bunch why of wimps. Is that's what it is. We're wimpy. In this world, we're scared of our own shadow. Anymore. I can accept that. Fair I'm enough. with Donald Trump, dude. He doesn't want us to be scared anymore. That's good. I'm, well, you know, I'm happy for you. <laughs> You're a white man. What's wrong with you? I'm just kidding. I don't blame you. It's a hard. It's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. Like Are I you said, a male? I'm fairly. Okay. I'm fairly. We may have to go check that out. Fairly disenchanted by the whole process. Thank you. That's fair. I am too. We Not should in have love more with parties. Either. Not in love with either, but it's a still an easy decision for me at the end of the day. And I understand people on the other side. Listen, I'm not gonna, but I'm I'm solidly in one camp at this point. Well, if you want to be a wealthy man, Hillary's going to sell us all down the river so every bit of your, uh, of your money is going to go to people who want to have their hands out. Is that what you want? No, it's not That's what idea. I feel as a working man for Did a lot I of years. Did I tell you I'm overly enchanted with either candidate or not? No, no, no. But okay. I'm just trying to delve deeper like Listen, you do to me. I got right? you. Yeah. I got you. But... Uh, <laughs> let's go on to great. Uh, well, let, the union. Wait, less, but let's, let's grab a break first. Uh, it's okay. been a good... 45 minutes here. Thanks, every 45 plus minutes actually. And thanks, everybody who's joined us. Maybe we can grab English Paul after the match. We didn't want to bother anybody during the match itself, but uh, we'll see if we can get some guests here. And you are listening to Vuvu Soccer, and it's right here on Bob Wong Sports. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at lmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's lmarksigns.com, 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created, and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. lmarksigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach 
Clint Dolzell, and quarterback Dan Radabaugh, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, of all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And- so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. Hey, Bob Long Sports fans, how can you stay involved with the site anytime? A reminder to follow us on Twitter, at Bob Long Sports. You can also access our Facebook group. Just search Bob Long Sports and it'll come right up. And then, if you have a smartphone, you can listen to any of our live programming by visiting the Ustream app, that's U-S-T-R-E-A-M, searching Bob Long Sports, all one word, and you can access any live programming on the Bob Long Sports Network. So be sure to stay connected to Bob Long Sports. Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. BobLongSports.com gives you not only the best radio broadcasts on the internet, but plenty of articles as well. Stay up to date on your Penn State football team. Stay up to date on college football, the MLB, the NFL, and every other major sport out there. Tune in to all the radio shows and be sure to check our website regularly to see what content we have up now. And when you hear that jingle... Bob Long Sports, Bob Long Sports, your daily dose of sports. Sports. You know you're in the right place. Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. And welcome back to Villa Capri in Doylestown, Pennsylvania. Bob Long, Eric Nash here for Vuvu Soccer. And we are really excited uh, for, for another great atmosphere at our greatest pub and our favorite place in the Burbs. That's Vu, uh, Vuvu Soccer at Villa Capri. And a big win for the U.S. women. 
one well, nil against France. Vu- oh, you can almost call it Vuvu Olympics or Vuvu politics. I mean, we're really like spanning the globe to yes, give you, you the are. constant you are variety. Do you know what that's from? Spanning the globe. Spanning the globe to give you the constant variety of sports. Is that you, Tom Brokaw? No, that would be. I don't know who the announcer. Oh no, it was uh, Jim McKay. Okay. It was. Uh, what was the show? Help me. The sports show they did every Sports every week. Center. No, old time. This uh, week in sports. No, ABC. Uh, oh God, my God, I'm having a brain fart right now, dude. Um, Jim McKay, Wide World of Sports. Okay. Only on like thirty years. Gotcha. It's, it's not on anymore, but. It was on forever. Jim McKay was the announcer. You've heard of Jim McKay, right? Of course. Jim McKay was the announcer in Munich, the, the whole Olympic thing. That's sure. was his claim to fame. He was on when all that went down. It was a scary, scary thing. As a Jewish guy in America, it was a scary guy. Right. Mark Spitz, they were interviewing him today. Jewish swimmer. Yeah. Just happened to hit the limelight because I think he, he won seven or nine gold seven medals. Seven gold year. medals, yeah. And, uh, well, the amount of swimming Phelps. medals are ridiculous. Right, but the Phelps, amount that they Phelps then for, broke yeah. that. Right, that's right. But I like Mark Spitz because he was Jewish. No, I'm sorry, I really don't really care. Mark, Phelps is okay. He's all right. He smokes pot once in a while. He's acceptable to me. <laughs> it's all right. No, no, Phelps is a great guy. I know people that are into competitive swimming, and he's like he's a legend, you know. With the youngsters, he's a real legend, you know. So, I mean, apparently he's a good role model. It's, I, you know, everybody slips up once in a while. Sure. Yeah, even Hillary Clinton. But you know, we, we the, the point is how we bounce back. So anyway, we're That's talking right. about we're talking about the uh, the union, Philadelphia Union. Okay, well, what the, I just want to preface this, if I could, Bob, then you could say talk about all the great things that are going on. Okay, okay, but I want to preface works. it with this: Brian Kammersgard and you and I and Simon Allen, really, when we used to have Simon on the show, yes, on uh, WWDB. Uh, do you remember how they said uh, free agents, real players, will never come to Philly? They want to live in L.A. or New York. Right. Wrong. And even Brian was kind of on board with that. Simon was big time beating that drum, right? Hello? Adu? Adu? And now? Bedoya? Okay? Come on. These are big time guys. The union, I don't know how they did it. Probably Ernie Stewart had a lot to do with it, I'm guessing. But they pulled off a major coup getting this guy. This guy is still, I think he's 28 or 29, prime of his career. Um, star player. I mean, you know, they didn't do all. You know, he he missed the big Copa game where they lost to Argentina, if you remember. Mm-hmm. And so that that kind of left a bad taste in the mouth, and he wasn't in that game, right? Because he he was carded. He was out for cards in that game. But anyway, great move, and they get Charlie Davies. Okay, so they lose Sebastian Latou. Go ahead. So tell us what what you think. Well, let's let's lay out what what happened. I kind of brushed over it. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. All right, so, yes, the the Philadelphia Union signed Alejandro Badoya from Nantes. And, yes, he's a U.S. men's national team midfielder. There was kind of a gaping hole in that eight spot after um, Nagara went back to France. Maybe maybe they knew this was coming down. Tranquilo Barnetta has tried to kind of fill that role. It's been tough. That's not even really Badoya's role, but he signed for a million. There was a million transfer fee. And so now he comes into this team with presumably El Sino on the other side of the midfield if he's going to play left attacking midfield. It's a really, really dangerous combination at that point. And then they go out and they get Charlie Davies in a trade from New England. And they send allocation money their way. It's, it's very, very, 
very new look union. Solid front line player, not not Needed, going right to because he'll play alongside CJ Sapong. Right, he's Sapong not going to be the you know he's not going to be this guy who's going to come in and score twenty goals this season. He's a solid guy who's won one champ big games. Who Davies or Bedoya? Davies, Davies. He's not. I, think, going I mean to, Davies. I think is more likely to score a lot of goals than Bedoya. No, based I'm on the position, the, they'll be, they're not bringing Davies in to be like. Uh, a repl- like their main guy, their main scorer. He's not that kind of player. He scores goals. He's a very solid veteran player, but he's not that guy. He's not Sapong at his best. He's not that guy. You know, we'll see how he plays. You know, with these people, but they did need some help up front. You always need help up front. You know, losing Latou for a second time. He seems to. I, I read a couple of his tweets. He seems to be. Happy with it this time. Now, last time he was very upset. Yeah, sure. Yeah, this time he absolutely I think went he's to happy. Vancouver. Even spent some time with the Red Bull. A time everybody likes to forget. Sebastian right. Latou, and we're, you're kind of jumping around a little bit, Eric. But what's new? <laughs> so Charlie Davies comes in. Bedoya comes in on the signing. Davies on the trade. Then they then they move Latou right. to Colorado for money in return. What was they that? decided this was the time to do so. What was that allocation? I never quite understand that stuff, pal. It's called allocation money. They don't tell you the amount that it is. So, right. were they just giving the two like say go go somewhere where you'll play? Was that basically? Well, I mean, th- there is that part of it, yes. But the allocation money does help. I mean, it helps for situations like these when they do want to make some blockbuster moves. Not if it's ten dollars. I mean, if they don't tell you what it is, how do you know? What it, how do we know it helps when we don't know what it is? Am I right? They don't. Gonna, they don't make it public. No, they don't make it public. But maybe you're, there's a minimum. Allocation you're going to have money. to assume. Right. Maybe there's a minimum allocation amount. I I don't know, but that would be something. Anyway, they were they were they what they won one of their last six games going in. Right. So obviously, you know they're getting to the last quarter of the season. Right. I think that's about where yep. we are now. Maybe last start, where you know all of a sudden they're starting to look up at some teams that have some marquee players and they don't. Sure. Yeah, and what, what's very right. interesting as well is I I think it's just I mean that depth issue, right? Because Colorado is also a very good team out west. Latou, Defensively, they are. Offensively, right. they struggle. Yeah, but right. I mean, I don't right. know if Latou is going to immediately jump into their signing lineup. Maybe he will. Maybe he'll be part of that starting lineup. He thinks 11. he will. Well, that's what he said anyway. But yeah. with the emergence of guys like Roland Alberg this year, El Sino has gotten into much better shape over the course of the year. Sapong is now back. And then throw Badoy on the left-hand side. All of a sudden, where and when does... Sebastian Latou play, even on, like, the Good reserve point. team. Right? Not the reserve team, and but, like, 33, when, right? when yeah. you are sitting different guys out, they're not in the U.S. Open Cup any longer, but let's say they were still rolling through that. Even in a game like that, would Sebastian Latou get on the field? I don't know. Yeah, you got a good point. Not if they're necessarily playing to win. You know, they're playing their, hard, their best 11. And also, he's getting up there, man. I mean, the reality is he's our leading goal scorer of all time because he's played all... Parts of all six seasons with yep. us, correct? Fifty I mean, goals, fifty yeah. assists. That's he's in that elite MLS club, oh, and, he, and he had a career before he came here. Yep. Who was he, who was he with before he was here? He had a career with the MLS before he came here. Yeah. I want to say. Yeah, because he wasn't. He wasn't. Uh, club is He wasn't strung along when right. it came to that expansion draft. He wasn't held. 
he wasn't one of the guys that they kept, and I forget which team that was. But you're up, absolutely but that's right. Good, that's a good point. No, that's a good point. You and that's how he came to the union, obviously, through the expansion draft. Well, we said it before, we say it again. Right, that's exactly right. We said it before, and we'll say it again. The guy was nothing but class. Yep. Signing autographs, giving out his jersey and his socks to young kids after the game, regardless of if he played five minutes or even if he had a bad game. He was always there. Wonderful, wonderful front man for that team, especially at a time when the management made you want to go bang your head against the wall as a typical fan. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was the glue. He was someone that you liked. And when they brought him back, they loved him, and he still contributed when he came back, you know? He never gave it anything but his all. And you, have you ever heard any negative? We used to go to Philadelphia Independence games, and he was there. Yep. He's just a good, good soccer guy. Quality guy. I wish him the best in Colorado. He'll probably score a big goal with a championship or something for him, okay? Yeah, we shall see. I, I, I'm excited for the Union, and honestly, I think much more so than last time. I think Union fans are more accepting, perhaps even exciting, excited about the move of Latou. Three seasons, by the way, with the Seattle Sounders. I was right. Three seasons okay. with Seattle. Probably when they were very much a... The expansion team, right? Well, what do you think about the comment I just made? Which which one? The okay. one about Union fans. More accepting, possibly even excited, about the move of Latou because of how it opens up the roster for some of these new guys, younger guys, etc. Much time, more so than when they moved right. him to Vancouver. Last time it was done in spite, Bob. I don't think there was any question. It was done... Uh, for whatever reason, it was not really on the up and up. And they got rid of the fan-favorite guy... If I remember, did they even get anything really worthy in return, if I remember? I don't I think they did. Don't think so. It was a dump. It was a, they dumped him, and it was, didn't it have something to do with him making some kind of negative comments about the, about the coach at the time, I think. I mean, it's been a little while, but my, your memory's better than me. But there was some dirty dealing with that. And the fans were upset because they really loved him. I st- you know, he came back this time. He contributed. But you know, now, he's, now he's on the back, real far back end of his career. Right. Right. So I'm not going to, you know. I think people are more accepting, and I think they're excited for this team. I think this team has the opportunity to be very good in the second half. How do you feel that this move, and where do you think this team now falls in the table in the Eastern Conference after a move or a couple moves like this? Does this help them? Yes. It has to help them. Is they do coming back at all? How much? That's so hard to say until I see how they sh- their shape and all. I think they needed. I, I think when the last time that we were on, Bob, we were talking about and and uh, New York City FC and how they had uh, Toddy, right? They had three. Like was it Toddy? Not Toddy. no. They have Andrea Pirlo. Pirlo, I'm sorry. Frank P- Lampard, David Villa, and well, Villa is an incredible player, and so is uh, the first guy you mentioned. Lampard's better days may be over. Pirlo, yeah. Pirlo, thank you. Pirlo's still a great player, by the way. He still still plays for Italy, doesn't he? I think he's still yep. a national player. But the thing was, though, they, they had that was some kind of quality that just in general we couldn't match up with. And they had a couple other guys that were real quality, too. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we had that. We had a do. And what's the deal with him? Is he coming back? What's the deal with him? I, th- I have heard some rumors that he is, I mean, or thoughts that he is coming back soon. He's just been out for seemingly so long. Well, yeah, he got, he got hurt during uh, spring tra- training, didn't he? He got hurt in training, initial, yep. regular, very beginning of the season. He's a real star player, too. But I, I think it's a big deal. I think it's a very big deal because I think they have to – they have a guy that I see. They're always talking about money, and maybe that's why the union got him. 
Maybe he owed Ernie, Ernie Stewart a favor or something. You know what I mean? I don't know. But how they got him for a million-dollar salary when his contemporaries that aren't playing as well for the national team are making five and six million a year blows my mind. Okay? I don't know how they pulled that off. He must be a hell of a guy because, he, you know, may, I don't know. Maybe. But he's going to be the face of this team. He is going. Sorry, you know, S- Sebastian. But this guy's going to be the face of your team. Yeah. I was excited because I thought they were bringing in the announcer, Alejandro Moreno. Oh, yeah. And Former I Union was player. finally going to be gone. So I was excited. You know how much I love you. Well, Moreno team. is not a play-by-play, I don't believe. I know. I knew you were going to go there. I was looking at the broadcast. It was a little joke. Understood. I Sorry. got you. You nailed, my, you nailed my butt. You got me. Okay. But anyway, I'm <laughs> happy. I like the moves. Davies, I, I have to plead ignorance. I don't know. How great he is. I read up on him a lot. Well, here, you, went under my you radar. all know the story on him, of course. 2009 sustains the horrific car crash that easily could have died from. He was the guy on that national team, the guy that was going to lead the United States. 2009 Confederations Cup, wow. one of the guys there, right? Good. Or, that's right. Very good. Yeah. And so that was back seven he comes, years ago now. Yep. Okay. Whittled his way back, worked really hard, back into MLS. Then has tissue cancer last year. Works through that. Thankfully, it wasn't as long of a recovery and seems to make that fully recover, full, full recovery and is back now. But, I mean, the man has just been through so, so much. And, uh, I mean, Philly's going to like this guy. Hard worker. No Good reason point. not to like him. So the him. bottom line is we got two real quality guys. Guys and players. Yep. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Yeah, and they play D.C. United on the road tonight. Unfortunately, didn't make that drive down to RFK Stadium, but what are your thoughts on tonight's game, and we'll kind of wrap up on that. The game's at D.C. Uh, wow. I think they win, Eric. I think well, they DC win 2-0. is having 2-0. A, a poor year. I think they're yep. a little bit on an uptick lately. Am I wrong? I got to look. We, yeah. Do you have the standings in front of you? I, I don't do re- not, yeah, I'm but check they are out. not having a good year. No, they're not. They're definitely not. So, good so I'm going to go 2 0, Union. I think they come out decisively, play better, win the match, well, going away. Is Bedoya playing? I believe so. Wow. Well, that's a big question. If I was a, I'm a betting man, and if I was betting on this game, I think that's something I really would need to know. Davies as well? Don't know. Okay. Well, you know what? Um, I'm going to say. They're not starting. Neither of them is starting okay. tonight. They could come on in the second half. And the game or just as substitutes, period. Starts minutes? at 7 o'clock. Okay. I'm going to say 2-1 uh, Union. Only because it's a road game. And a 2 0 game on the road is pretty... Well, oh, wait. By the way, are you taking into account, Bob, that this team has only won one road game this year? Yes. Because that's important. You know? 2 They're nil. not a good road team. Did, you, did I stutter? 2-0. No, you repeated it. I'm just trying to keep you... From your error in your ways here. Fair enough. I think a draw you just would picked be, two uh, one. Well, the way they're playing, a draw would be a good result, especially if these guys aren't playing. Bob, I'm going to go back with a draw. I'm going to go for a draw. One one. Doesn't matter. Draw. Okay. Do I, I? I don't think that they have not shown me very much, and they've even had chances where they've been up a man on the road and they can't. You know, they can't deliver. I'm not. Yep. Uh, I, I, you know, I like the. You know, I, I'm not a fan of the way they played the last month, Bob. I'm really not. So I think they needed to shake it up. I think it has to be a good thing. Now, you get injuries. They've got a lot of young players that they're counting on in the back, big time. Maybe the best goalie in the league. Yep. But he's young. Yep. 
but he's he's an now our friend player. Kevin Kincaid has been surmising and tossing out there the possibility of of moving Blake now trading him moving him transfer end of the transfer like if moving they could have for moved him at the end of the guys. transfer window you could have gotten say two million for him well who would they well do they have somebody as a backup that they no they, they, they don't like? but i mean just think about that return on investment what you could do with that two million dollars and question. he broke it down extremely well because all you really gave up was gabe farfan and allocation money because after that move that's how you got that number two pick right. the gabe farfan and then they moved up to that number one overall pick, picked Andre Blake. If they could return that for $2 million, and again, that's the words of Kevin Kincaid, not us, spoken very eloquently, Right. Uh, it would make a lot of sense to me. Well, Kevin's a good friend of our show, and Kevin's an intellectual, and I respect his opinion immensely. I don't know why we have to trade the potentially the best keeper in the league. Why do we have to get rid of him? What are we going to get on the backside? You just got Bedoya. You just got Charlie Davis. Why do? You, who are you going to get? What, what? What is the? It plan? wouldn't be getting anybody. It would be getting money in return, like, like when Real Madrid bought Gareth Bale from Tottenham. They took that money and invested it elsewhere. Well, and brought in talent. The Union have not convinced me that they're Tottenham Hotspur that they're going to spend all that money okay. on players. Hey, do you agree? You think they I, I just had to ask the question. What do you? Will you like it? Do you I know, would. What, lo- I would do it today. For how much money? Doesn't it matter how much you're going to get? He he tossed out two million, and in that theoretical scenario, I'd do it. I have no idea what transfer value, like that kind of thing, is worth. Are keepers worth more than outfield players or less? Probably, probably little, less, right? Yeah, maybe it shouldn't be that way since they're since they're the, probably the most important guy. Okay, I'll start talking now. <laughs> since my head is down on there. <laughs> Folks, Sorry, for those of you not my... here, he's reaching for his sunglasses <laughs> on the floor and talking the entire time as he goes well away from the microphone in a loud bar. you got to be right on top of that mic, Eric. It's all true, Bob, and the funny thing is we're inside and there's no sun, so why do I need my glasses Good anyway? Good point. Good point. Go anyway, what were you saying? I was just saying that I would do it. Uh, you know, I would take it, but it's just kind of food for thought. Yeah. Very, very kind intellectual of intellectual discussion. discussion. Yeah, yes, not, there you go. It's... It's. I think. I, I. really think he is something very special. You agree with that? Yes. Yes. He's and a great, now great you got Bedoya, who's someone's very special. And Adu is a special. You're getting some special players. El Senior, you're getting guys that. Yeah. Well, I think we should wrap it up, Bob. Oh, I think you're pretty. I thought you wanted to talk some AFL football. Oh indoor, my let's goodness. talk about indoor football, man. Let's. You want Just for. A I minute. just love how you stop mid thought. Ah, you know what? We're going to roll. We're, yeah. I'm, ah. Well, you were pointing to the AFL. Well, let's be fair. I was pointing, you were pointing to, to the notes you made to me because I'm a moron, but they were on your AFL letterhead. I'm, yes, I'm referring to the notes so I made you. To talk about the AFL. I'm referring to the notes I made you because you're a moron. Thank you. And you finally, and you didn't, and now. you didn't process oh. it. Finish your thought. And then move on. What I had to say, yeah, I picked it up as soon as you did. Have it. I ever? <laughs> Wait a minute. Have I, love I ever? You, pro- I, love yeah, you. I love you too. But I have, I have I ever processed that well? <laughs> How many times do I stop in dead thought because I got something on my mind when the, when the when the we're at the station and the the mics are going and we yep. have dead air? You're about to make a brilliant point. Well, there's a first time for everything, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but any, I, anyway, I, I, I like I final like Blake thought. A lot. Final thought on Blake in the Union. I like Blake a lot. I don't know. I mean, Kevin, I would, I would defer to his knowledge because I, I, you know, I hope he at some point, just for Kevin, ends up with a better position with the, 
you know, through the union because he's kind of like he's a writing the Philly voice right now. I got to catch up with him a couple weeks ago. Good, really good. seems to be enjoying it. So he's in a good, good spot. Good guy. Great still spot. With that, still with the network. I don't think he's doing much uh, CBS anymore, which oh, so frees up his time. Good, good. Well, not that that's good, but I mean, with the union, you know, the point is he was one of the he was one of the valuable pieces that people should have cared to keep going. You know yep. what I mean? That's what I mean. He was a value, and they let him walk away for for you know uh, for spending what's that money called? Allocation money? I don't like it. <laughs> he, well, he got some media allocation money. <laughs> And I can make make fun of some people they probably gave that allocation money to the media around here, but I won't. Oh, that's funny. So All anyway, right. I, I I don't like it. You you do you don't like Blake? Are you a fan no, of Blake? No, I'm a huge fan of Blake. I'm yeah. just a big fan of turning assets into value. Well, how many international non USA players uh, that play for their club team, even though it's a small country like uh, Jamaica, you know, that, that play in on the international stage and start? I mean, how many guys do we have that we right. can just throw one away? Two million dollars is a lot of money, but not a, a billion and a half go to the owner in the owner's pocket and doesn't get used to improve the team. Understood. That's Understood. All. My final thought: very excited for this next part of the union season. We'll be down all season long, bringing you great coverage. We're excited for it, and uh, and Vuvu Soccer is a staple in the press box there at Town Energy Stadium. I think we're going to see some fireworks in the second half of this season or final third. For the union. For the union. And with the EPL starting out next week, we're going to be on next week, probably looking Sunday. Yeah. Even though Tottenham plays on Saturday, and that's my team. But it looks like Sunday because you got that Liverpool-Arsenal okay. marquee match. And I so think let's 11. toss out Sunday at about 11 right now. It'll be Eric Nash and Alex Kristowski. I'll be in Altoona, Pennsylvania um, for, for a wedding, which, uh, which I'm very excited for. Sorry I can't be here, Eric, but you know I'll be here There's soon. no excuse. No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> I like to see, well, you know, Bob, you know, you've become a, you know, much uh, subdued person now. I'm a you're, wedding fiend. I've been to. Yeah, you're I, a wedding fiend. I was once at a three. You're a couple guy now. Is that ruining your play on the air? I don't want to. What? You're like a couple up guy now. Okay. That's a good thing. Thank you. I'm a big, I'm a fan of that. You know, you know I am. My wife always said, Bob Long, and my daughter, too. Bob Long, they couldn't understand why he was single. Well, good thing we figured that out then. Did we? What do you mean, did we? Well, I guess we did. Okay. You're a, ha- you're a happy man. You're happy Very you happy. in your life. That's all I want to know. And I'll stop <laughs> embarrassing. So you're red. I don't know if it's your sunburn or your I've your, been sunburned all day. <laughs> yeah, you are getting I have the same skin I don't know, tone. You're not under the sun, but you're getting awful red under these lights today. That's all I'm going to say. But anyway, my friend, thank you for making the, the drawn up here. I appreciate it. Thank you for everything that you always do. You always bring it. We 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 fight, but we love each other. We have a great time doing this. We we bicker like brothers, but we or father and son, but we have fun. And I appreciate everything you do. And I appreciate getting Alex in there. Uh, I appreciate getting people involved in the show that listen to me. To be honest with you, it's so rare. Like Alex, I say something, listens. I like that. Okay, thank you, Alex. <laughs> Very respectful kid. Your parents deserve. Kudos and yours too, Bob. <laughs> I just have to hang out with people that are thirty years younger today. Maybe I'll get a little respect. That's all, you know. Finish us off, Eric. Uh, You've I, done I, so I, well. <laughs> well, Vuvuzela, the World Politics uh, Soccer Show. Uh, Eric Dash, Bob Long. We'll see you. We'll hear you. You'll hear from us. I should say next week, live from Villa Capri. We'll get some of the Villa Capri guys on. They're they're EPL guys, so we'll get them on next week. Take care and happy hunting. <laughs>